you're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking about the art of thinking bigger. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here of the Mind Your Business Podcast. How the heck are you? How you been? Thanks for hanging out with me. Yes, I'm still in Sedona. If you're following me on my stories, you would know that. Still, yes. We are days away. Oh my goodness, been such a journey of wrapping up Casa Numero Dos here in Sedona. We've been working so diligently so many little projects. You know, it's always, it's like everything, right? It's always so much, (laughs) it always becomes so much more than when you plan and you got to plan for that. You know, don't fool yourself like I used to that, oh, this won't take that long, right? Just always take it and add about 20%, maybe a little bit more. (laughs) Let me give you an example. Let me enlighten you. I mean, because everything just becomes a little project, right? So, Chelsea had an idea for this like hanging light with a swag chain in the corner of the living room. Oh, awesome. Beautiful. So we got the light, we got the extension cord, and I found a chain that we can use. Perfect. Great. Let's just hang it. Oh, that should be easy. Except you got to weave the cord through the chain and the outlet doesn't fit through the chain hole thing. So I'm like, oh, wow, this is a project now. I had to cut the wires. I had to go get the caps for the wires. I had to go weave it. I had to put them back on, you know, put it all, wire it back together. And these are just little examples that I love to share. Like one thing, you know, becomes something bigger. And that's really how business is, is it not? So we are close. We are so close. Uh, We actually set a deadline for us to do our photo shoot for the property August 1st. And it really is I can't stress this enough because I, I'm, I'm always obsessed and really curiously passionate about productivity, performance, really. Performance. How efficient and effective can we get what we need to get done, done. You know, really deadlines really help. We have a few people that are helping us and stuff and they're all aligned with those deadlines. You know, we had a handyman and he reached out saying, hey, it's going to take a few days before I can get out here. You know, I got a little later than I thought. And I said, well... Our deadline's August 1st. Can you still hit your deadline? Not a problem. Great. That's so important. A lot of people avoiding deadlines. They don't put dates on things. And that gives you an out. That gives you an exit when you don't do that. You know, I think what I learned long ago, I was blessed with this. I I don't know if I got this just from my parents, but very, uh, I, I don't know, what's the word? disciplined or self-disciplined or ability to self-manage. So I was always, you know, maybe almost to a fault, but like hard on myself and like, look, this is when it's going to get done. I'm going to do it. And it's no questions. And what you find is a lot of people that have been managed by others their entire lives that then they go into entrepreneurship and they don't have anyone to manage them. And the reality is no one's going to. No one's going to manage you. I mean, you can hire people to do that, but until you do that, (laughs) you don't have that. And that's why we talk about integrity, being your will, 
doing what you say you're going to do no matter what. That's commitment. And you got to spread that. It's a real joy to me to be working on these projects and just laughing. I know it takes longer, but no matter what, it doesn't matter. You got to hit that deadline. You got to hit that deadline. Well, I don't have a deadline. And I ask all the time. Some of my listeners know I'm talking to you. When are you launching? When's the goal? When's the, what's, the, what's the date? Oh, you know, quarter three. <laughs> well, you just gave me an option of 90 days. And do you mean quarter three of 2020? Or are you talking about another year altogether here, right? You know, next month-ish, ish. You know, if your deadline has an ish at the end of it, we know it's on a deadline. It's a wishy-washy line. You got to be willing to do that. And it's really interesting when you commit to that, when you decide on that date, how really the universe conspires to say, okay, we're going to make that happen then. And really the magic unfolds. But we're sitting there going, I'm afraid I can't get it all done by then. That's not what should be the litmus test, the determining factors for your decisions to create a deadline. How long is this going to take? Oh, it'll take this long. This will be our deadline. That's backwards. Begin with the end in mind. Backwards is the new forwards. And when you realize you create the deadline based on when do we need to have this? When do I want to have this? When would I like to have this done, live, ready, launched, boom, bang, bing. Then you realize from that place, you create a container. That container is today, the start date and the deadline, the end date. And in that container, you do what it takes and you focus on what needs to happen to make it happen. But if you're not creating that container, and I think this is Parkinson's law, right? You will just fill the time. I watch this happen all the time. You have to have that. Anyways, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the art of thinking bigger. I think this episode was partly inspired because uh, Chelsea and I were watching a documentary last night called Spaceship Earth. What a fascinating documentary. I'm not necessarily recommending it. If you feel inspired to watch it, go ahead and watch it. But it was about the uh, behind the scenes of the making of the Biosphere 2. I was too young to remember any of that. It was the early 90s. And all, I mean, all the stuff behind it. And part of it, it was, you know, they talk about where the creation and the idea of the Biosphere 2 created with this small group of people that kind of started this commune. And and they just kind of started with these ideas of like, let's just do what we want and let's create anything. And at first I was like, oh my goodness, these are like some crazy hippies that are living on, on, the, on a commune. And then at one point in the documentary, someone says, okay, we need to build a ship, like a boat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why do you need to be, build a boat? And then they did. And I'm watching this footage of these people. They built a boat and then they launched the boat. And I'm like, oh my God, well, that's pretty impressive. And then all of a sudden the footage is them all around the world. They're like in the Mediterranean. They're, you know, like in Italy and then there's Paris and you're like, what? These aren't shipbuilders. These were just like people you know, like you and I, like, hey, let's build a boat and then sail the world. And that's incredible. Incredible. And so, you know, I was oscillating between like, you crazy weirdos to like, wow, you really just like thought bigger and more creative than most people and you did it. 
And it really inspired this episode in a lot of ways because my listeners, you are entrepreneurs and you must be thinking bigger. So this is an episode on how to think bigger, but it's not an episode on here's like three ways to think bigger. No, it's actually the opposite. I like to do the opposite. What's preventing you from thinking bigger right now? I'd like you to consider that it's as an entrepreneur, it is your job to think bigger. That's what entrepreneurship is, is to see and create that which no one else can see or create. So you have to think bigger than everyone else. You gots to. But what's preventing that? It's like driving the car. I've used this analogy so many times. I love it. It's like driving your car, but you got your foot on the brake. It's like climbing a mountain and you got a bag of rocks on your back. It's like working out and not eating. You know what I mean? Something's holding you back. Something's preventing that expansive thinking. And I'm, I'm not saying this to brag, but I do look at one of my superpowers. I've gotten feedback from peers, from team members, friends, that I get these crazy visions. And when I share those visions, the people around me, when I share them, they know like, he's going to do it. There's no doubt. He's kind of crazy, but I, at the same time, I know he's going to do it. And that's something I want all of you to have. Everyone here listening, I want you to be able to do the same thing, to be the same way, to show up with that same essence in your own way. Because that's what's required of us as entrepreneurs. That's what you have to be doing. So we're going to be taking a look at this from what's preventing you from thinking bigger. And this is really important because I've talked about this before. Quantum physics will tell us that a thought form can't exist in your mind without its probability of existence being simultaneously created, which means if you have the thought, the vision, the idea, the I want to, or wouldn't that be nice if, if it comes from you, it means it's already exists as a probability of existence. Which means when you're thinking bigger, you're creating bigger probabilities of existence for you. And yeah, it's about lining up, matching up with that. But if you're trying to just do, 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 without the thinking bigger, 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 you're just staying busy. And busyness is a fantastic distraction, isn't it? So this is about one word. And this one word is sadly, unfortunately, like the forgotten stepchild of business and entrepreneurship and like people in this industry. Like no one talks about it. And I don't think anything's more important. Sorry, it's not. But you can't really create a course on it or anything like that. So I like to talk about it here. Now, one word is vision. You're really not an entrepreneur. You are a visionary. I mean, that's what it is. I think entrepreneurship, visionary, and leader are all very synonymous. Because what they are, whatever label you choose, and we call you the digital CEO, whatever label you choose is really irrelevant. It's what, what does that mean? And what that means to me is that these extraordinary individuals have a vision for the future. And what that means is that they can see something that doesn't exist in the present. But to the degree in which you are a visionary, a leader, or that successful entrepreneur, 
is the degree in which that vision is a future that no one else thinks is going to happen. It's not the predicted business as usual type of future. Does that make sense? This is the like, what? Huh? No way. Not a chance in hell kind of future. And that's what a visionary is. Well, let me expand. They have that vision for the future, a future that's like no one else can see. And they believe in that future. They see that future with such clarity, such certainty, such conviction that they become the vision themselves. When you become the very vision that you have for the future, you live from that vision. You think from that vision. You decide from that vision. You act from that vision. Uh, That's a very, very powerful place to be. But most people can't get there (laughs) because they're not thinking big enough. And that's because, and we're going to look at these things. Like I like to use this metaphor of a box. Like We create this box based on all of our beliefs, the BS, our belief system. We put ourselves in this box of limitations, our self-imposed prison. Of course, we can't see this box because you don't see your beliefs. You see reality as the way it is and you don't see your beliefs. You see, that's just the way it is. I'm not this. The market is that. The economy is this. Money is that. And then, of course, we argue for these limitations. We say, keep me in my box. And then you put yourself right in there. You say, this is reality. At least this gives me certainty, a sense of familiarity and safety, because this is what I know. This is why people have all those memes that say, life begins, the magic begins outside your comfort zone. Then what we do is we try to create a vision and we fit it inside that box with us. That doesn't make any sense. Can't do that. A true vision, because it's a future that doesn't exist, that wasn't going according to plan, must exist outside of the box. So you have to be willing to get yourself outside of the box and into that new realm of possibility. Okay. So we're going to talk about what's preventing you from thinking bigger. And it's an opportunity to spend some time here to really contemplate how we think small, play small, sell ourselves short. The first one is a biggie. It's so common. We're going to call it, these are four. The first one is the how. Oh, the dreaded how. Oh my goodness. The I don't know how, and then it is followed with this. I've seen this thought in my own mind. I can just catch it today. And I've seen it with others because they say it out loud and I listen closely. They say, I want to blank, but I don't know how. And then I say, therefore what? Therefore I can't. So for some reason, the majority of us have equated what is possible for us, what's possible for you is somehow equated to the current level of knowledge you have on how to do something. That is asinine bonkers. That's bonkers. I don't know how, therefore I can't. That's why I say, and I've said for a long time, F the how for now. It's irrelevant. I did not know how to buy real estate and to set up Airbnbs in December of 2019. Now we have a first one fully booked, profitable, and the second one three days away from going live. F the how for now. It's not like you're sitting in an age where there is a shortage of information 
coaches, guides, and mentors there that have been there, done that to some extent, and are willing to help. We need to begin to get present to and recognize how much that box of limitation has been created in our life based on the line of, here's what I know how to do, and here's what I don't know how to do. Therefore, if if what I want exists outside of what I know how to do, it's not possible for me. Nonsense. Because if you're letting what you want, what you can have and can't have, be determined by your current set of knowledge, skills, and abilities, then you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Because that's not what entrepreneurs do. Everything you do now, we forget this, but everything that you're doing now, whether it's using your iPhone driving a car, (laughs) even putting on your clothes in the morning, are all examples of things that at one point in your life, you didn't know how to do it. Everything. When did we cross some line, some threshold in our life where we say, I'm done learning. This is it. Is it when we graduated school? Did school tell us you don't need to learn anymore? You're good. This is it. Because I challenged that a long time ago. I, I always tell people I learned more in the you know first 10 years of entrepreneurship after graduating college than I learned in the first year of that than in my entire education. I learned more about myself you know, after school than I ever did in school. But I think, I think it is an, a really good, healthy value, important value. It should be important to you for growth. I think growth for every entrepreneur should be very high on your value scale. You should want to grow. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. That means when you have a natural desire to learn and grow, to learn something new, then you can really overcome this, but I don't know how. It's like, great, I'm going to learn how to do that. Oh, I'm excited to learn how to do that. Right now, I love learning. Right now, I'm, I have an app on my phone. I just downloaded I found it on the internet. It was an ad and I'm paying for it and everything. I love it. I don't know how much it is. It's called Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L, and I'm learning Spanish. It's every day it sends me a reminder every morning and it's a five-minute Spanish lesson. Teaches me a few new palabras, parabolas, palabras, (laughs) words in Espanol, and a few phrases. And it even has this feature where I can, it tells me to like, you know, say this sentence or reply to this question and I say it into the microphone and it'll like check to tell me if I said it right. Like that's amazing, right? I share that because I love to constantly be learning and, and I never want to have that complacency in my brain. So even when people talk, I've, I've gone on rants about this before, as you guys know, you know, it really grinds my gears. But you know, people talk about like course shame. Oh, I have all these courses. I'm not another course. What are you doing? Why are you saying that to yourself? Why are you beating yourself up for being the person that wants to learn and invest in yourself? You're pointing at the wrong thing. People don't believe me when I say, I buy courses all the time. My assistant and CPA is always like, what's this for? What's what's this expense for? What's that for? Oh yeah, that's coaching for this. Oh yeah, that's this course I bought here. Oh yeah, this is a book I bought here. Put it all under education. (laughs) Because I am. If you're beating yourself up, if you feel guilt or shame, first of all, stop it. Because that's not going to do anything for you. But the buying the program, the learning isn't the problem. That's not, that's never the problem. That's never a bad thing. There's so much to learn. There's so much we can learn. And people say that, it's like, oh, there's so much to learn. Yeah, exactly. So 
What a gift. The problem, if you will, is that you're not applying any of it. And that's another episode. But don't beat yourself up or beat others up or complain or whine because you're learning. Acknowledge that maybe you haven't been applying a bit of what you know, and there's reasons for that, and start applying it. Find a healthy balance for you. But there's a lot I learned that I don't apply. I went through one of these Airbnb courses, I think it was eight modules. I don't know, there might've been two modules that I was like, oh yeah, this is really all I needed. And this is all I need to apply. And that was worth it for me. Okay. So what's getting in the way of you thinking bigger? The how is this first one. Are you letting the vision, the size of the vision, the scope of the vision being determined or forced into a box or parameter of what you know how to do and what you don't know how to do? In other words, are you saying, because I don't know how to do it, I can't? It's nonsense. I don't know how yet, and that's okay. I am a great learner. I can learn anything. I am willing to learn anything and I can master anything that I'm passionate about, that I set my mind and my heart to, and I give it my all. And I love learning, period. I will figure it out. But if there's beliefs behind that saying, but I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to fail. I can't look bad. I got to have all those things first and bobbity boobity boob. Of course, you're going to think smaller because that's thinking safer. You know, that's really what the big theme behind all of this is, is thinking bigger is going to require letting go of those needs for safety and security. Those illusions actually really are illusions. Is thinking small really kept you safe? Doubtful, doubtful. So it will be scarier. It will feel less safe, you know, and what's really at risk is your ego, nothing more. Yeah, your ego's at risk, but that's about it. So the how, that's the first piece, okay? The second piece is kind of right off of the tail of that, which is the capability, okay? I don't think I'm capable, right? I want to think bigger. I have this idea, but I'm not capable of that. I don't have it in me. I don't have what it takes, okay? Lies. Lie, 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 lie. Right there, lies. Lies. It's already a lie. It's not true because who you are is infinite potential. You just don't know that. I talk about this a lot. I say say one of the biggest lies that we've been told is that you are not powerful. When you don't acknowledge and recognize how powerful you are, what do you do with your power? You give it away, left and right. You hide it from yourself. And I'll say it's in the same vein of learning, but one of the greatest gifts and experiences, joys, hidden gems, perks, I got all kinds of words today for you, of the journey that I've been on with entrepreneurship and personal growth and all that, is the joy I've had of discovering more of who I truly am. Who are you truly? What are you capable of? What else can you do? Those are beautiful, curiosity-driven questions that can drive you forward. Why let your little mind machine tell you what you're capable of. Why not let experience tell you? Why not create it as an experiment? What else 
am I capable of? Let me find out. Let's go see. Oh no, there's a thought in my brain that says I'm not capable of it. So if it says it in my mind, it must not be true. Wow, so inspiring. (laughs) Why not go out there and find out for yourself? Every day is an opportunity for me to discover a little bit more of who I truly am and what I'm truly capable of. And what my mentor, Don Javier, says, he goes, you know, once you start digging, whether it's digging for answers or digging in a, in a pursuit of that self-discovery, he goes, you just keep digging. You never stop. There's always more to dig. In other words, there's always more to discover of who you truly are. So you might as well get digging. So what's getting in the way from you thinking bigger? The how, the capability, And let's talk about the third one. This is always talked about all the time, the self-sabotage. The self-sabotage stuff is all the ego eyes. You know, the like, I'm not the best. I'm not the expert. I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not good enough to do this. Who am I to be doing? All that type of stuff. Okay. We all will deal with this. There's no way around it. No one's gotten around it. It's through it that you deal with it. And there's a real simple antidote to this. It's very, very simple. Stop making it about you because it's not about you. When you begin to think bigger, it's no longer about you. I want a bigger car, bigger home, bigger pool in my backyard. That's great. I want you to have all those things. But a bigger vision transcends you and it's not about you. It's about the impact, the lives that you can change and how you can make the world a better place in the way that you can. And when it's not about you and it's about them, then finally, maybe, hopefully, you can get out of your own darn way because you just simply become the steward to the vision. You become the assistant, if you will, to the vision. Hello, vision. How are you this morning? Here's your cup of coffee. What do you need from me today? (laughs) Really, like you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Hello, Mrs. Vision. Yes, yes, of course. What else would you like me to do for you today? It's not about you. All that self-sabotage is all, it's all ego. You make it all about yourself. Make it all about self-preservation. I need to look good, James. I can't have anybody say anything bad about me because I need to have a really nice reputation. I need people to think good things only about me. Oh, okay. So that's what this is about. This is just about you looking good and people liking you. You're not going to get very far with that. It's not a very big vision. That's not thinking very big. When you can play outside of you and this little box you've created of who you are and who you think you are and how people think of you and the preservation of all that, you find that it's about others. And when you find that place, you can already start to think a lot bigger. So four things getting in the way. The first one, the how. The second one, the lies about our capabilities. The third one, which I chunked into the self-sabotage. The fourth one, (laughs) this is a fun one, the other visions. What other visions? You already have other visions. If you get present, because we're like kind of asleep and and like in a subconscious autopilot state, like people say between 90 to 95% of our day. If you spent more time becoming more present and aware to how you move about your day, 
and the emotions you find yourself in because you are where your attention is, you would find that there are probably times throughout the day that you get into what people describe as fear. What is fear or any type of fear? A little worry, a little anxiety. Stress is a form of fear. A lot of those passionate, hustling, hardworking entrepreneurs say, I don't have fear, but they got a lot of stress in their life. It's the same thing. When you're in any of those, when you find yourself in any of those emotional states, where's your attention? And I'll tell you, your attention is on an unwanted and uncreated future. And those are simply other visions. See, it goes both ways. We can't just talk about a vision being the thing that you want. Everything that you give energy to Anything that you give focus or attention to, like the things that you worry about, what could happen? My business just started becoming successful. What if it all gets taken away? That's now your vision. What? Yeah, you have a vision of your business being taken away. People might get upset, yell, criticize, reject me. That's your vision. And we have a myriad of these. So I use this term we call energon cubes. The energon cube is like, it's like your life force. It's what you give your attention to. How many energon cubes? And so this is something you'd have to do on your own. But number one, first you have to begin to acknowledge and discover that you have these other visions, these other futures, things you worry about things you don't want to have happen, things that you can pretty much predict, oh, that's probably going to happen. My launch probably isn't going to work. And you really have to ask yourself, how many Energon cubes am I giving to these visions? How much time, effort, and energy am I giving to fuel these unwanted futures? Because what you worry about, you set in motion, baby. And then when we're done worrying about this, done stressing about that, done dwelling on that, what you have left over is what you give to the vision that you actually want to have happen. Does that make sense? When I got that, everything changed. If you had a hundred Energon cubes in a day, every day you have a hundred Energon cubes. The question I would have for you would be how many Energon cubes you have to be honest with yourself. You know, you got you can lie to me, but you can't lie to yourself. How many Energon cubes are you giving to the vision that you truly have, that you truly want to have happen? Or are you just giving whatever's left over? When all 100 Energon cubes can go towards that singular vision, that's what things take off. But what I'm offering here in this fourth thing, fourth and final thing that's getting in the way of you thinking bigger and having a bigger vision, what I'm saying here is it's the other visions that you've already activated, the unwanted visions that you've already created in your mind are robbing you from the opportunity and the possibility of thinking bigger. If half your day is spent worrying, what if this never works? That's a vision. It's a vision of this never working. What if I'm wasting my time? That's a vision of you wasting your time, getting to some point and going, wow, I wasted time. That's a vision. That's what we set in motion. That's what we are creating in our mind as a goal. And we didn't even realize it. Everything you fear and worry about, you've created as your goal. So you're like, 
here's what I want. I want to waste my time. I want it to not work. I want it to look awful. I want people to laugh at me and I want a million dollars. And if you have the, most people won't do this, but if you took the time and said, okay, so what are all these things that I've created already as these alternative unwanted visions? Part of the work that we have to do, and I've had to do this in my life several times, is you have to get, I have no better way than to say acceptance of those. You have to like get complete with those other fears, worries, unwanted futures. In other words, James, I'm worried that I'm going in the wrong direction. Okay. So, well, if I go in the wrong direction, I'll waste time. I'll waste all this time. I don't want to waste time. Okay. When you can accept that as a possible fate, it will lose its energetic charge for you. So maybe you will waste time. Maybe you will go in the wrong direction. When you can be okay with that, when you can accept that as, and everything will be okay and life goes on and I'll be fine. And the reality is I won't actually have wasted time because I'll have learned a lot. I've learned what not to do. You know that I've heard that Edison quote about a million times that he didn't fail 999 times. He learned 999 ways the light bulb didn't work. I could at least try one experiment in my life. (laughs) This guy did 999 or whatever the number is today. I could at least do one. When you can get complete with that possible fate, it will lose its charge. When it loses its charge, you don't have to feed it anymore. It doesn't have to take away from the main vision. And then you have more to feed the vision you actually want. I hope this is making sense for people. Because today when I create a vision, there's no other visions. There's no worries. There's no doubts. And that's very easy for me today because I know anything I worry about, I'm already setting in motion. So there's no need to worry. I did a, did a whole episode. I can't tell you what episode number it was about how I overcame my fear of flying several years ago. And it was very simple. I was reading a book and in the book, it talked about the futility of worry. That worry doesn't actually do anything. And of course, as I'm reading that line over and over, what a gift, all these synchronistic moments that happen in your life when you're paying attention and the plane is taking off and there's turbulence. And of course, I'm... I have a fear of flying. So I'm reading the line over and over and over again because I can't concentrate and I don't know what happened, but it's like that critical faculty finally opened up and let a new piece of information in that I hadn't let in, which is realizing that I'm in a container in the sky and the fate of what will happen to this container is outside of my control. And it's like up until that moment in my life, I thought that if I worry about it, If I worry about something, it will give me some sense of control. And in that moment, I had just that kind of like cosmic epiphany of laughter. (laughs) What a a silly thing to worry. If you're already in the plane and the door is closed and the wheels are up, (laughs) why would you worry? Why would you have a fear of flying? Why would you be scared when the plane shakes a little bit? Because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And all worrying does is cause you to suffer in the present. But no amount of worry is going to change the fate of that plane. And there is so much for us to discover and realize what is outside of your control and what is within your control. And what's always within your control is how you choose to respond, how you choose to feel. 
and where you choose to place your attention in any moment. And when I got that, I was free. I didn't, I've never had any fear of flying ever since then. Not a, and I share that little story again and again, because it was, it's such a beautiful metaphor that's applying here is how much are you worrying about thinking that worrying about is going to do something about it. The only thing it's doing is bringing closer to you the thing you fear most. And it causes a lot of suffering, but it's not doing anything. And I know I can share that and you can get it conceptually, but when that really integrates for you, you're free of so much of that worry and suffering that people spend the vast majority of their life in. So much fear that people are in. And it's that fear that's preventing you from thinking bigger. Free yourself from that fear and you'll discover that the sky truly is the limit, that you truly are infinite potential. Live your life from that context that anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And your success is inevitable. When you do that, you may find yourself daydreaming a little bit more, imagining just a bit longer, and thinking just a bit bigger than you ever have before. You start to ask questions differently and receive those answers differently. Simple questions like, what do you want? You can ask that deeper. What does my heart want? What else am I capable of? You stop asking questions like, why does this always happen to me? (laughs) Crappy questions. And you ask more curiosity-driven, possibility-driven, outcome-oriented questions like, what would it look like to do this and that? How might I create this? And when you begin to ask those new questions, understanding that your subconscious mind, your divine mind, that bigger, deeper part of you that can tap into infinite storehouse of knowledge and wisdom must answer any question that you give it. The fifth and final piece or thing comes down to your ability (laughs) to live in the not knowing of the answer. The I don't know, I don't have the answer. I don't know the answer. I don't know needs to be taken out of your vocabulary right now. Never, ever, ever, ever say I don't know ever again. Why? For what purpose? Begin to live in the uncomfortableness of not knowing. Live in the question. We had Jim Quick on the uh, podcast couple episodes back. And I love what he said about the questions are the answer. We must live in the question. When you live in the question and you can accept the not knowing of the answer and you accept that as okay, you open yourself up to receive and you receive in divine right timing. But when you immediately say, well, I asked it, James, how could I blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. Then you are denying yourself the answer. You're saying you don't know because you are the creator of your life. So you're creating yourself as someone who doesn't know. It's time to get curious again, to have more of that childlike wonder and imagination. And what would it look like? How could I? I wonder if. And tune. See, the outcome-oriented question is tuning you to the outcome. And you have to stay in that frequency. You stay there long enough. And you'll find you start to have crazy ideas. 
And I have these crazy ideas all the time. But too many people are focused on what is and what was and how it's been in the past and how others are doing it. And none of that has anything to do with you. None of that matters. It's irrelevant. All that is relevant is what do you want? What does your soul want? Begin to tune to that and then make it bigger. (laughs) Okay. This is all about the art of thinking bigger. I hope it's offered something for you that will allow you to expand that circumference of your sonar screen to be a little bit more detached from how things need to happen, letting go of the expectations of the way in which they need to present themselves, to spend a little bit more time focused on the outcome and a little less time on the path, the plan, or the process, to begin to trust yourself a little bit more, to begin to trust that life and everything that's unfolding is happening for you for your own gaining, your own wisdom, for your own self-discovery, your own growth. So here's to thinking a little bit bigger today, tomorrow, and the day after that. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate you so much. See you next time. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.